This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of College Dame Day season three. It is a different year and the same story, unfortunately. So Nebraska took on Illinois this weekend, not well, and came away with a loss. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I'm saying the same thing at this point. What What were you guys' like thoughts or takeaways? Amy? I, I feel like um, it was a rough game. I feel like, though, like... There was a lot of positive things going on, and I feel like that stupid interception that got called, or, like, they called roughing the passer because he drove him into the ground, like, I get that that's a rule, like, it shouldn't be, but I get that that's a rule, and that's the call and all that stuff, but, like, I feel like if that didn't happen right there, the game goes differently, but, like, the thing is, like, we can't be so mentally weak that we can't overcome things like that. Um, and we also can't be so weak that we, like, make mistakes like that. I was most frustrated with, like, the beating of ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like we say it every season, but it's like we could have and should have won that game. We had more talent. Um, like, our defense was, like, eating through their line, like, you know, getting to the quarterback, like, Peters and you know his replacement and then it's just like we make dumb mental mistakes and then we can't recover from them and it's like I feel like all the blame goes on Scott Frost but these are like grown men like why are you fielding the ball you know when it's going to go into the end zone like why are you touching it right there and throwing it out like again I think it was the wrong call like I think his knee was down the momentum carried like I don't think that that should have been a safety but again you can't if he hadn't made that decision like it would have not all happened so I'm just like I'm really frustrated with that and the only thing I'm frustrated with Scott is that he he's given Adrian enough time and like I'm over him now like I I I literally can't deal with Adrian anymore so yeah okay well that is exactly how I'm feeling I was frustrated at the very many mental mistakes that were made. But at the beginning of the game, like you said, Amy, I thought the defense looked really impressive. They were there to play. And then we had the one mistake by Cam Taylor Britt when he fielded that punt, which I also don't know what he was doing. It's not like he's a freshman. You know, he's been around a while. He's a captain. What a huge mental mistake. But I think that's not so frustrating to me because... He made that mistake and then he came back and a couple plays later, he got the interception that was overturned. But still, I mean, he got back in the game. He started playing again. He overcame that mental mistake that he made. Whereas Adrian Martinez is the root of all of our problems. I have not been a fan for a long time now, but it's like we've never had anyone better to replace him. And we're not going to because Scott's going to play Adrian. He's made that super clear. So, I mean, I I hope that it's been worth it because he's hitched his wagon to Adrian Martinez and they've just completely run the team into the ground. I feel frustrated for all of 
the seniors who came back to play again, who played their hearts out yesterday, who are getting screwed over because Adrian is staying at quarterback and losing the game for us. It's 100% his fault that we lost. Like, I don't know how you see it any other way. He's a disaster. If we had a quarterback that was mediocre, we would have won that game. Yeah, that's that's I was thinking the exact same thing yesterday. I would rather have someone mediocre than someone who could like have flashes of brilliance in one play and then be so terrible. I'd rather just have consistent mediocrity across yeah. the whole. Well, that's what Illinois had. And, that's yeah. what Illinois had and, and they won the game. And well, and like the other thing is like our poor defense. Like I agree with you, the Cam Taylor Britt that was like frustrating, but like that wasn't the biggest error of the game. But our poor defense couldn't get off the field like even that one time when Adrian had that long run it's like great we scored fast but literally our our poor defense special teams had a play and then he ran that so they literally had a two-play break and then they had to go back on the field like they were literally playing all day long like the time of possession was ridiculous for Illinois I'm gonna take a little bit different approach okay I'm I am not by any means saying you know, Maxwell watch list, which was what Martinez was on. I'm assuming he's no longer on it. If you look at his passing, if you look at his yards running, he actually was extremely efficient. The difference between him and Sitkowski is that when Sitkowski fumbled it and turned it over, we didn't capitalize. When Martinez did, it was a scoop and score. It seems like for some reason, whenever he makes a mistake, it is huge. He did have that long rushing touchdown. His completion accuracy wasn't great, but his total yards in terms of completions was almost 100 yards more than the other team. So if you're looking at pure stats, I'm, I, can't, I can't figure out why he can't get it done. It's like he always seems to make these critical mistakes. And so I'm not quite on the hate train yet, but it's just like, what is going on? I'm... I'm so frustrated. Well, Um, here's what I will say about it, Laura. He cannot handle any kind of pressure, literally or figuratively. So if it's a big (laughs) moment, he absolutely cracks. He like makes a mistake. He fumbles the ball. If he has pressure on him, he can't make a throw. Like that's part of my frustration is he can't hit the broadside of a barn, especially when he's throwing back across his body. He can sometimes, sometimes he can thread the needle and like throw a dime. And then the next play he overthrows his like 18 foot tall receiver by 47 yards. Like I consistently overthrew his receivers. Yes. Except like a couple passes were beautiful. Like, but like, I will say the only thing in our defense that wasn't our fault that sucked is like every single time we had a big play, it A, either gets reviewed, it B, gets like um, a a ref gets hit, and we have to stop Mm -hmm. for the injured refs that kept going down like flies. Um, Literally, if you you watch the game, again, it, it was like the Indiana game where they kept faking injuries and we couldn't get anything going, but like nine times out of 10, we have a, a good play. Like we, we throw for like a, you know, 13 yard first down or like a long one. It either gets reviewed. There's a timeout for some reason. I was so frustrated because it, we couldn't get any like rhythm. I mean, yeah, you got to be able to, to play through anything. So it's, it's on us, but it's just like very unlucky. It is. And I think, I do feel like there is some kind of curse out there, but also, I mean, to your point, it's like you have to play through it. I mean, if you're looking at Illinois, 
they have a brand new coach. They're probably mm-hmm. getting a new system. They played with a backup quarterback. Like they right. also didn't get breaks either. But it does seem it does still seem like it's like there's some football god that we have angered. <laughs> if if you guys didn't know but didn't like know that Arthur Sikowski was the backup quarterback and I told you his name, what position would you think he is? Sitkowski. I don't know, but based on how he looks, I would think he was the coach because he looks like he's 40 years old. I would think a kicker. Like, okay. just because, just, I don't know. I was just curious. Okay. Maybe because yeah, it sounds like. Kind of see that. Yeah. Also, it was I so want to know who was Go running ahead. the graphics for Fox yesterday because they sucked so <laughs> they bad. Gave the they points gave to the, wrong the team. points to the wrong team like every single time. The ball was on the wrong side when we didn't even have possession. Um, they couldn't keep track of our timeouts. We definitely called one so that we didn't get that delay a game. They didn't take any, like they had no idea what was going on. And then that thing that happened in the fourth quarter where the fourth down play, like we scored on fourth down, but like we used the quarterback sneak to get the first down, but we had already gotten it. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That yeah was- I was very confused trying to keep up with the, uh, <laughs> with them being like, wait, what down is it? Wait, who has so many timeouts? What, what's happening? I was. I thought that that idiot just messed up again and had the wrong down. Cause I'm like, no, we got the first down on the quarterback sneak, but like, I don't know if they had it wrong on the chains. I, I don't know what happened there, but it, it was pointless to try and like watch that because the down might've been right or wrong. Like the, it, oh my gosh, they did not. Yeah. Know. It was a train wreck of a day across the board apparently. Yeah. So, um, and did you guys know, Michael's telling me this fact that Sikowski who came in for Peters, who was injured, actually lost out to the starting job to Noah Vedrill at Rutgers. So he wasn't even good enough to beat the starting quarterback at Rutgers yeah. and he came on. So Yeah, but he lost to Vedrill who we liked. So well we also like go for Martinez, but I mean that's okay. Um <laughs> I wanna, bridge. we're we're just gonna there's there's just so, too many things. So I wanna bring it back around though. You guys seem like you're very on board with it is Martinez's problem. Where is Frost in all this for you guys? Well, it's ultimately, it does go back to him because he's the one that recruited Adrian and he's the one that has basically let go every other potential that we've had because he's made it clear that they're not going to get playing time. So we lost Federal. We lost McCaffrey. You know, we've lost, we were losing. Although he did give McCaffrey some chances last year and sure didn't yes. like McCaffrey actually played the yeah. Illinois game last year the one that and we lost by like 20 points yes yeah. and he looked terrible so but I totally get that but I'm like you know what it's it's not 100% fair either to give a player one or two games and be like oh well you made some mistakes you fumbled the ball and then Adrian has had four years of fumbling the ball and he's still going strong you know what I'm saying like you can't like you've got to work to develop the talent I think Scott made him promises and his dad and like that whole family situation where his mom died and like I think he made him promises that he like he feels like maybe he's going back on his word or something like I really feel like because I I do feel like Scott Frost has like character I really do but at some point you do have to like yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I understand is... I understand his loyalty, but you have to also consider the loyalty that he needs to have to right, all the seniors right. who came back, who are losing every game right. because now, they have that quarterback. At this point, who else do you put in, though? Do you? I don't know, because he's already burned those bridges. That's what right. I'm saying. That's where I blame Scott for that's, this. Because right. I'm like, you know what? You burned those bridges. We're stuck with Adrian. He's probably going to come back another year. So we're looking at two more <laughs> years of this. 
it's frustrating. I think he is probably a great leader. I think he's a good fit culturally. And I think all of those things are part of the reason that Scott wants to keep him around. I totally get that. But the other thing that he can't do is make a decision. I understand that we don't have the greatest offensive line in the world, but he has long enough to find a receiver. It takes him so long. You can just see the wheels turning very slowly. And I'm like, you don't have the luxury of having five minutes to find someone. Like you've got to go through your progression faster than that. I feel like mentally he's not capable of playing at this level. I think physically like he has a lot of athletic skill, but I don't think, I mean, I don't think throwing is one of them. And two, I don't think mentally he can handle it. It's just like so frustrating to watch. I think it's like, have you ever like gone to a restaurant and it's like you really just like want to get the perfect thing but like you feel like rushed by like the waiter or whatever like you need to make a decision and so then you just like just make the worst decision possible yeah and then you like have to sit there and eat it like I feel like that's what he does like a lot of the time like in every once in a while he like guesses right and gets like you know a good entree but like I feel like most of the time he just makes the wrong decision I noticed he's like he like sat in the pocket longer, which like, yeah, that's what I'm year, saying. But, but like last year, he like, he like looks for like a second and then he like panics and pulls the ball down and tries to run every single time. So I feel like him like sitting back in the pocket because I, I there's a couple times too I got frustrated because he was like taking so long. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's something they've worked on, like not panicking, like just, you know, step around the defender by yourself sometime, but like don't bail on like, the play until right. you have to, but like I feel like he's complete swung the play. too far the other way, and now he's like just sitting in the pocket like a sitting duck and like taking too long. I don't know. Yeah, because there was a couple times when I was like, "Oh my gosh, run! Like pull the ball and run!" Because mm-hmm. like they knew he was gonna pass, and he just sat and sat and sat, and then he got sacked or yeah, like, or there like, was one time. There was one time where he did run and he clearly had the first down and he decided to cut further out to the side. Do you remember that play? It was like, so clearly like, it was just like fall forward and you had the first down, but he like decided to keep running to the sideline. And I'm like, what is that? I thought he at least could run, you know, I just felt like things were really falling apart. Although like when Adrian has the ball and he's running, I do just pray he goes down because he just likes to serve the ball up on a platter to the other team. Like, Oh, yeah. I couldn't see the play that well because there was, like, a lot of traffic. But it honestly didn't even look like he got hit when he fumbled the ball. It looked like he tripped over his own feet and, like, just, like, let the ball Mm -hmm. out of his grasp. Well, I very much feel like a therapist listening to you, too. But uh, thank (laughs) you. (laughs) I would like to see um, some turnover on the coaching staff. I do think that ultimately the buck stops here. And that's Scott Frost for me. So, Mm -hmm. I know he signed a contract in 2026. He gets $5 million annually. He needs to produce results. I'm also not necessarily on board of being like, fire him, because I think we've already created the cycle of hiring and firing that our culture can never get changed. But what he does need to do is he needs to start going out there, and instead of hiring his buddies that he's brought from UCF, go out and hire coaches that have experience, that mm-hmm. know how to coach for it, Let's get some boosters. Let's throw a lot of money at these coaches and let's get them. We don't even have a dedicated like special teams guy. Like, well, that's pretty apparent. Yeah, I know. Right. 
So for me, I think ultimately it lies with Frost. Yes, came yeah. to you know, Taylor Britt. That was a really stupid play. But I'm like, how is he not coached that, like, you stand at the 10-yard line, it goes over your head, you're done. Like, to me, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a coaching thing. But, like, so, do you think Scott has taught him to do that? No, that was just a complete mental breakdown. Like, that that But, but what, you don't see other teams. Like, you will never see a Wisconsin make that, make that error. You will never see an Iowa, and especially not a captain. So why are our captains making that? Like, have they not been put in the situations of, like, doing it before like why are we having these mental breaks that's mm-hmm. that's my issue so uh, i there is definitely some responsibility there um the stat unfortunately was that we had never had any loss in august and that fell yesterday another stuff i'm hoping does not fall is our sellout streak back in july it come out we had still had tickets left for this year our sellout streak was on the line there is a very real possibility that if we trend in this direction, our sellout streak could go away. And I know everyone's going to say that's impossible, but I think it's actually worse than we think because Trev Albert's being like very mum about the point. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not in Nebraska, so I don't know what the feel is in the state, but I totally understand people not wanting to invest in like watching the same thing over and over every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad, but I'm just like, it's like, I don't know, when you have like, you get shot by an arrow and you have like an arrow sticking through your back and then you like stub your toe. I don't really care about the sellout streak right now because like there's so many bigger issues. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's sad. It sucks. But like, I don't even care right now. I just want to win. That'll take <laughs> care of the sellout streak. Like if we lose it, we lose it. Like. We've lost every other streak anyway, so yeah. I don't know. I can't even get on Facebook until, like, next week because it's just, like, everything is – that's the problem about, like, all, everything I follow is, like, Nebraska and Huskers because – and then, like, when, like, the Big Ten posts things about it and then, like, I see all the laughing face emojis, like, I can feel, like, my cortisol levels, like, rising and rising. <laughs> and yes. I, I can't get on social media for a while. It it's damaging to my health. I believe it. And I've also never heard that analogy before, Amy, but uh, thank you for painting a picture with your words. Of the pain that we're enduring on a daily basis with an arrow in our back and our toes are stubbed. It's true. It's true. Well, that's how I feel. Like I, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) It's all, we all, we're all there with you. Yeah. It's like a physical like, I don't know, sometimes I think physical pain would be easier than emotional. Pretty sure every Husker uh, fan feels that way, too. We almost want to, like, lace our shoes up and go out there ourselves. We're like, we could do it. Uh, but we, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. We are playing Fordham next week. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but <laughs> hoping actually, that we can um, open the season at home well. I like games like this. Not just because it's nice knowing that you're going to win, but it, like, I remember, who did we play? We got somebody to play um, the year our, our first game got rained out to... Um, playing Akron. So, yeah, when we, the Akron game got rained out, who did we hire? And that kicker came, like, that horrendous team. With the I, I don't know. Kicker. 
Didn't we talk about this last podcast? Didn't I talk about it? We very well could have, but I'm sorry. I cannot help you. Okay. Well, and he was just, like, so excited that he, like, made a field goal at Nebraska. And he was, like, going to tell his grandkids about it. Like, I just like the okay, human listen, stories from this. Honestly, if our kicker made a field goal, he could probably tell his grandkids, too. Because it oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact that we points. I, yes, two extra points. You know how Wisconsin takes honest, these, like, two and three-star recruits and makes them amazing? We're like the opposite. We take talent. It's like Nebraska is where talent goes to die. So we're like, oh, you're a kicker. You're decent. Okay, why don't you come to Nebraska? We'll take care of that. It's like you won't be able to make two extra points. He almost missed Uh the third, too. Like it it went very much to the right. Um, It makes me wonder, like, what are they practicing? Like, what are they doing? (laughs) They're like playing cards. (laughs) It's like a grand Pokemon every week. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I would love it if I could get invited to practice and just, like, um, take over. Yeah, or just, like, have, like, a chat with Scott. Like, is it to where they're just, like, in their head so much? Or can they just not handle pressure at all? I'm at a loss. It seems weird to me that 90 athletes would all have trouble with pressure this way you know what I'm saying like it seems like it's a but culture I don't thing think, I don't think it's just in our key spots our quarterback our <laughs> yeah kicker. like you look at Garrett Nelson no big deal just our key yes he loses a tooth <laughs> and he keeps playing like we have a ton of like I just don't know why like yeah it's yeah. all of our like skill positions yeah <laughs> our talented like, really- let me tell you though that water boy ours on I mean, woo! Watch him go. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna fill those cups up. Uh, we joke because the pain is real. Um, well, <laughs> all right. So with Fordham coming up, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we all are still expecting a W. Do we want to jinx ourselves and do predictions on the score? Let's do them. Okay. You wanna go first, Amy? Yeah. Um. 57 to 3. Okay. Amy bounces back from that depression quickly, Megan. <laughs> yes. Here's the thing. It's, I, cool. it's not. Well, I, I know. Okay. I know. Um, I think, I feel like I might need to say like kind of a weird score because I'm not sure about the kicking situation. Um, yeah, but the thing uh, is, if he misses like every three, like, yeah, that's misses, true. It even out. brightens itself back out. Okay. Um, I will say 45 to 10. Oh, that was close to mine. I was going to say 44-17. Okay. Well, a home opener. We'll be watching from South Carolina. Hopefully we can get it done. Uh, there will also be some other games. Um, actually starting on Thursday. So Thursday and Friday is loaded with some games next week. Um, big news outside of football that's impacting football is Hurricane Ida. Um, there's a lot of Louisiana games that are going to be played. I saw LSU is moving to Houston for practice, but they will be taking on UCLA, which is one of the only other teams to play this week. Um, UCLA had no problem putting away Hawaii. Okay. We're going to take the grand salt. It's Hawaii, but LSU did get ranked this year. So do you think there could be a sneaky upset in the making? You know, we were talking about this last week, just how surprising it is that LSU is ranked. After their last year, I mean, I know they kind of came back at the end and they beat Florida 
in um, that famous game where the the shoe was thrown. Um, so I, I realized they they ended on a oh, high yes. note, which is probably why they were ranked heading into the season. But I don't know. I mean, I think it could happen. I don't necessarily expect them to win, but I will be pulling for an upset. So, and I think they could do it. Yeah. I mean, Chip Kelly's also a little bit in the hot seat. So we'll see if yes, he's able to he's stick around this year. He's actually starting his fourth year as well. Yep. And over him and Frost but come in. No. Unlike, yes, unlike Scott, he had a big win in his season opener this year. So we will see. So which game, we won't talk Saturday games, but what game Thursday or Friday are you guys looking most forward to watching? Well, I mean, Ohio State, Minnesota. Yeah. Probably going to be on the TV here. So I, I will be interested to see how that goes. I mean, I expect Ohio State to win. I do too, but everyone's saying again that Minnesota is like a sneaky, I don't believe it yet. Some some credible people think they're going to be decent, but I'm like, I just don't. I know Ohio State, you know, lost, lost their starting quarterback. Have someone new starting, I get it, but I just, I don't see Minnesota being good. Maybe I'll be wrong. I don't know. I, that is definitely a game I'll be watching that one. And then I'll go to the other Big Ten game, the Michigan State Northwestern. Not because I think it's going to be good, but I just want to get a feel for the rest of the conference. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that how that game goes. I say this about every team in the Big Ten, but if there's one team that just really gets under my skin, it's Northwestern. And um, I heard an interview on a podcast earlier this summer. They 100% expect to go back to the conference title game. I just, well, their, their confidence is astounding. Yeah. <laughs> Talent might not be there all the way, but the confidence, which, hey, I mean, honestly, half the battle. I wish our team had more of it. I know. You actually of pretty far ways. So, I don't know. And so can, like, smarts. So. Okay. Was there anything else at that point? <laughs> yeah. But I don't understand. I'm just saying, like. Confidence and like making smart decisions are like oh. more than half the battle. That's like two thirds of the battle. The only thing you're lacking is like talent, but like yes, but they are lacking in that. So I, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying, at least like at least they got a piece of the puzzle. We don't have confidence or smarts, so it's like we only have a third of right. And it's like so if our... you have a pie, do you want two thirds of it or do you want one third of it? It's like I want more pie, so. Well, how about just all three things? Is that too much to ask for? It is too much, Megan. Too much. Okay. I'm yeah, overshooting again. Saying they're in a better spot because they have more. They only have to get one other thing, and we have to get two other things. Okay, but I'm not saying they're not – I'm not comparing them to us. I'm saying for them to beat all of the other teams in the Big Ten West to get back to the conference title game. I know. I'm just like, I'm just that like, seems a little like – I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just lamenting still. Okay. Okay. Hey, Laura, the Citadel is playing Coastal Carolina. You should go see Ooh. that game if you're in Charleston. The Chanticleers. So right they'll there. probably destroy them. They'll probably, the Chanticleers. Yeah. Coastal Carolina is, they were good last year. We went right past them when we went to Myrtle Beach this year and we saw a um, Coastal Carolina bus and, well, it was more of a trolley. So I don't think there's any football players. <laughs> All right. It was a pub wagon. There was people pedaling on it. <laughs> <laughs> but still it definitely was a university thing it wasn't a pup wagon but well 
hopefully this weekend we will see those Nebraska balloons being let go fairly early and often. So, uh, as Husker fans, we will rally back around for next week and uh, look for a W. Hopefully we can, uh, you know, everyone stay strong, make it through this week, and hopefully we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. All of us, we are still expecting to bounce back against Fordham. <gasps> Why are you wet? Uh, Lydia, why are you sopping wet? Did you fall in the bathtub again or did you get in the toilet? You are so naughty. I really hope hope it's the cat. Talking to an animal. Okay. (laughs) It's Mittens. So naughty. He he like hops up on things and then falls in. I think he has a little bit of an eyesight issue. (laughs) Because he's like, he's he's like out. the huskers are terrible. It's like a depth <laughs> thing because he'll use the litter box and then he he like paws the air like and he thinks he's covering his like poop up but he's just like pawing in the air and and then he steps in it and then he like tracks it all over the place and then he'll like hop up on the toilet or the bathtub and he'll like fall in. I think he has like depth perception problems. Or Are we sure this is another Husker analogy. He, he <laughs> can see the ceiling fan, and he like thinks he can get it. He like jumps trying to get it, and it like he's on the ground. And it, I think he, I think he has eyesight problems. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Megan's like well, so compassionate. I was, I was gonna be like, oh, that's so sad. Megan's like, yep, that's probably what it is. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's just I was trying to affirm her diagnosis.